This episode is dedicated to my dear friend, Tanasia. Tiny, you are extremely important to me and you are a really big inspiration in my life. Thank you for starting your amazing company, Protect Your Mental. It is an amazing company which brings awareness to the mental health state of our country. And thank you, Tanasia, for putting your story out there and putting yourself out there to bring more awareness to the subject. I urge you to continue to get the help that you need and thank you for being on the front line. We will also like to thank our friend at the Sober's Dope Podcast, Erica Perez. Erica, thank you so much for really bringing joy to me this week. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you so much for the love and thank you for bringing mental health awareness to the fore for me. And it made me, you know, your story made me think about my story and I really felt compelled to start this series. So I'd like to thank both of you ladies for your hard work and for your amazing testimonies. I also would like to thank Psych2Go because a lot of the information in this podcast came from Psych2Go and the clip that you will hear later on is from Psych2Go. Lastly, I would like to say a special thank to Roy, um, I mean, Rich Wilkerson Jr. Um, He's the pastor that's really given the impassioned um, intro that you're about to hear. Dr. Tracy Marks, thank you. And Katie Morton, thank you. You can find Dr. Tracy Marks, Psych2Go, Rich Wilkinson Jr., and Katie Morton all on YouTube. And they give a lot of information that can help us on our mental health journeys. You're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. Let's go have some fun. Life is short. It's too short to live depressed. It's too short to live anxious. And it's too short to struggle every day with thinking about taking your life. I want to challenge you tonight to get up. That you're not quitting tonight. That one day it is appointed unto all men to die. But that is God's responsibility, not mine. And so I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight. But I want to say to you, get up. Your future is brighter than your past. I want to say to you in the balcony, get up. Your ladder is greater than your former. I want to say to every person in this room, get up. Because the best is still yet to come. I got a God who works miracles. Come on and worship him in this room. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Sober's Dope Podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. Today's episode is about depression and what we consider persistent depressive disorder or high-functioning depression, also known as dysthymia. And I just wanted to cover on this topic because, you know, my, I myself um, believe that a lot of my substance abuse issues stem from depression and um, not dealing with certain things in my life, like the death of my father, um, separation from people that I love, maybe relationship separation, um, or a combination of factors that led to maybe a long-term form of depression. And the outcome of that may have led to my substance abuse issues and um, having uh, developing a chronic issue there. So I wanted to touch on this. And I also wanted to note that, um, you know, we're dealing with the, um, we just, we, we're in mental health awareness month and um, we're dealing with the issues of mental health um, on a national level. It's really a topic that's been coming up in my life a lot. Um, in the life of my friends, family, um, people that's a part of the substance abuse community. When you're online, this is a major thing. So there's many forms of mental health disorders, 
according to the DSM-5, which is the diagnostic statistical model. And the DSM is what categorizes all the different forms of mental health issues from depression to anxiety and so forth. So ladies and gentlemen, I really wanted to touch base today and just, um, I have some information for you. I have a cool clip we can listen to, but I definitely want to say to anyone out there, if you're suffering from any form of depression, any form of anxiety, any form of abnormal stress, um, please seek medical advice. Please look into counseling and therapy. It helped me. And before I get into anything, I just want to state that I'm an advocate for seeking professional medical advice. I'm an advocate for seeking some form of therapy. Um, check it. Don't not, don't do not be afraid to see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I mean, I saw both. Um, I had to deal with. I had a counselor. I had a psychiatrist, and my psychiatrist referred me to a um, psychologist who was able to prescribe me the specific medications I needed at the moment to bring my emotional levels back up to normal. Um, I didn't have to stay on any meds for a long period, um, but it did help. It was a combination of things that helped me in my recovery. So I'm a real proponent for doing whatever it takes to get to the next level and to protect yourself. I'm also extremely, um, I think it's extremely important to talk about lifestyle factors such as diet, um, nutrition. I think too many people are not, um, they don't make the connection between the foods that they eat and the lifestyle choices that they make in their mental health. Um, if you're eating, um, you know, Doritos and Pepsi all day and eating candy and not eating a proper diet, then your body's not going to have the necessary building blocks to keep you healthy. And your brain is not going to have the necessary building blocks to operate at optimal, uh, in an optimal way. So I'm definitely big on health and nutrition for everyone that knows me for my monk healing page on, um, Instagram. We, you know, I reversed my pre-diabetes and part of my recovery was and with my mental health issues and my substance abuse issues was changing my diet, my mindset, my attitude towards nutrition, uh, making sure I was educated in that area. I was also making sure that my sleep patterns were, um, I respected my sleep because I think that in many ways, if we're not um, getting the right amount of sleep, eating the right foods, and we're not exercising and taking care of ourselves, it can um, increase the likelihood that we can suffer more from a mental disorder. I'm not saying these things also always lead to mental health disorders, but they can exasperate it um, and they can make it more um, chronic if you're not at least addressing the basic lifestyle um, behavior patterns that can be considered that uh, are very important to our overall health. So today I want to talk about high functioning um, depression and they, you know, they categorize this as dysthymia and the DSM recategorized this as persistent depressive disorder. And I think for many of us, we, um, if, you know, we, we, we're able to go to work, we're able to still go to school, we're able to still function in society, and, and sometimes in a really impressive way. You know, a lot of CEOs, you could still run a, a Fortune 500 company, you could be the president of the United States and still suffer from um, this, um, this form of depression. And I think that there's too many of us that's going around and we don't we, we suffer in secrecy we don't know how to really express ourselves we don't really know how to really identify the fact that we may be suffering from long-term depression and according to the dsm-5 um this low-grade depression has to be for a, a period of two years or more so for many of us, we suffer for long periods of times where we may like be feeling down. We may we, we may not get excited the same way we used to about things that used to excite us. You know, we may not really have a positive outlook all the time. Sometimes we could be more negative than positive. Um, and 
very lethargic and very unmotivated even though we may on the surface we may seem to be very positive and proactive but it's inside we're really suffering from these forms of depression so I was one of those people who was able to really smile jump around dance be the life of the party even if I was depressed you know, I will put my feelings aside to make someone else feel happy because I wanted them. I didn't want my depression to make someone else uncomfortable. So I could be sad, but I'll still jump around and I'll still try to make someone else happy. And I, I used to say I'm fine a lot. It's all good. I'm straight. I'm straight. You know, I'm from Brooklyn. We'll say like I'm straight, son. I'm straight. But most people may say I'm fine or I'm OK. I'm OK. I'm good. I'm good. But you're really suffering. And my advice to you is don't ever put on a front for another human being if you're suffering. I mean, really be vocal and honest about your emotions because that could be the difference between you getting the help that you need faster, you know. And um, there's many days I look back and I just um, I don't regret too much, but I I, I have compassion on my younger self because I remember I could go back in my mind and say, you know, I was really struggling. I was really sad at that moment. And I was probably entertaining a bunch of people at the time, you know, being a musician, being, you know, to being younger and always being this kind of party guy. I would have people around me all the time and I would always try to make everyone happy and feel comfortable. And eventually it just was too much. And I should have just loved myself more to just get the help that I needed then. And maybe I could have saved myself a lot of trauma and issues back then. But the good news is, at some point, I did put myself first. I did forgive myself, and I chose myself. And I got all of the work that I needed to get done, and I and I took a very long time. I took the amount of time needed. So to December 15, 2019 makes um, seven years. It's my seven-year anniversary for my sobriety. But it's also a seven-year anniversary for my mental health and my physical health and my emotional health. Because six and a half years ago, I made a decision to choose myself and I made a decision to put my mental health first. And I just made that priority number one. I didn't care about anything else in my life, not my career. I put my career on hold. I put my family, my girlfriend, everything on hold. And I went to get the treatment that I needed and I made it my life's life's mission. So I said, for the next year or two, I'm going to go to the doctor every day. I'm going to see my psychiatrist. I'm going to see my therapist. I'm going to take the medication. I'm going to take my vitamins. I'm going to change my diet. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to AA. I'm going to go back to my groups. I'm going to stay in group. I'm going to stay in rehab. I'm going to stay in counseling. And I did these things all day, every day for about a year until I started to see a lot of hope. In addition to that, I use prayer as a form of healing. Um, I use meditation as a form of healing. I did a lot of this with the help of God because I believe in God as I know him. And um, that helped me. Everyone's story is a little bit different. And I did everything in my power to heal and to get myself to a safe place today. And recently, just to be totally honest with you guys, I went through, I think, a mild depression um, because I took on a lot of new ventures. You know, I got new, uh, you know, I developed new business partners. I did, uh, you know, I, I, I just was, my hands were, was into too many things. And I had to shut down a lot of things. I had to, I had to pull back right before my birthday, which was September 29th. Um, I was dealing with this lower back injury. That's, it, it made me a little depressed. I'm about to turn 40 years old. Now my back is bothering me. I have this lower back injury that was work-related. Now I got to go to physical therapy. You know, I gained a little bit of weight. I kind of lost my way on my diet. I started to get a little bit nervous and sad because I'm turning 40 and I wasn't sure if, you know, my life, you know, I just wasn't sure. You know, you get that little, the, the little, that little period of time where you're uncertain about your entire life, right? And I was a little afraid because I'm human. And I just had to go all the way back to the basics. And then I started to pay attention to the things in my life that gave me anxiety. 
Like if a certain, if I got a certain call from a specific business partner and that phone rang and I saw their name and my anxiety levels went up, I, I, I said to myself, I'm no longer doing business with this person. I you know, I'm no longer doing business in this way with these group, with this group of people, because for some reason, when that phone rings, my anxiety levels go up. And that was an indicator to me that that particular venture wasn't part of my alignment and it wasn't meant for me. So now I judge my relationships, the decisions I make based on my stress levels. And I think that's an internal indicator of if we're making the right decision for our lives. You know, sometimes we we may reach a fork in the road, right? And we have to make a decision whether we're going to go left or we're going to go right. Are we going to go with uh, this business partner or this business partner? Are we going to choose this job or this other job? Are we going to make this lifestyle change or this lifestyle change? And Sometimes your anxiety or that fear or that that initial onset of caution may be the indicator that we need to make the decision. So now I'm like, look, I'm not going to do anything in my life that caused me undue stress because that's going to eventually affect my mental health. And then that's going to affect my overall health. And then my chances of dying from um, heart attacks or anything like that or you know any health related risk is going to increase due to these uh, this increased stress level so I just I just don't do it no more I take my time you know I don't commit to things as fast I really sit with myself and I really um, I really do uh, really take a uh, fearless moral inventory, not just on my recovery or my addiction, but also on the decisions that I'm making. And I'm saying all of this to say, ladies and gentlemen, you know, take the time that you need, you know, really sit down with yourself. And, and if you're feeling really down and you're really feeling sad on the inside and you're not sure why. And you're getting up every day and you're going through the motions and you have this repetitive cycle every day. You get up, you may do this, you go to work, you do this, you come home, you do that, then you go to bed, then you wake up. And if you're utterly unhappy and deep down you just feel like bursting out in tears and you feel totally alone and you don't have anyone you feel like you can speak to about it, then you may want to look at yourself in the accountability mirror exercise a little radical honesty for yourself because you have to love yourself and then like develop a plan reach out to someone safe that you can talk to a third party go you know you know most of our insurance will pay for us to go see a therapist or psychologist maybe your work will pay for it take some time off take a medical leave figure out what what things in your life you may have to change to feel better um but long-term depression or persistent depressive disorder or how it's described as high functioning depression and labeled dysthymia I think a lot of us may deal with this um so ladies and gentlemen I just wanted to touch base with you today we're gonna we I have this wonderful clip that t- gives us an, uh, some more perspective on uh, called the seven signs of high functioning depression depression and I just want to say to everyone out there um I love you all everyone that's been part of the sober's dope journey I'm very thankful for you um a lot of us in the sober is dope universe we all suffer from many different things and we're all fighting a good fight together and we're one gigantic community that's healing together. It's all about healing. In life, we are in a constant state of healing and repair. And that's the purpose of this podcast, you know, to promote the highlights of sobriety, but to also like really continuously research, dig, and educate ourselves on how we could be better, we can live more optimal lives. And it's all about our overall happiness. Because I wasn't, I was not happy when I was drinking every day and I was doing that to deal with depression and that, and that just led to just utter, um, sadness and destruction and just like complete disaster. 
because I was running from the problem instead of being honest about the problem. And the problem was I was not happy. I wasn't happy in my relationship at the time when I was younger. Um, I wasn't happy mainly with myself. It wasn't even my relationship. I was just disappointed with myself because I was young. I was um, ambitious. I, I graduated from college. I had a great job. I had all of these things going for me. And drinking just kept messing, just getting in the way. And it kept making my, my, my lifestyle quality was just totally diminished. And I kept hurting people that I love. And I was just sad because I had this thing that kept setting me back. And I didn't know how to get help. I didn't know how to express myself. And I was really a good guy that just was kind of sad for whatever reason it was. Um, but until I was courageous enough to take those first steps, nothing changed. So like they say in group, if nothing changes, nothing changes. I think that goes with everything from your diet. If you're unhealthy and you want to get in shape, you're not unless you change something. If it's your addiction, if it's substance abuse, if you're going to if, if nothing changes, nothing's going to change. You have to stop. You have to stop the drugs. You have to stop the alcohol and you have to get the help. And as far as our mental health, don't spend another day in your depression or sadness or anxiety without taking some step towards getting yourself help and you need to love yourself i love you i love myself and i'm doing this podcast because i love you guys and i don't think any one of us was born to suffer we wasn't put here meant to suffer and especially suffer in secrecy and suffer by ourselves so i'm putting my business out there so you know now i shared it with you so if you're suffering in secrecy take this message say you know pop you can and shared his depression and his issues with the world so that maybe I could have the courage to go and share it with someone else so I could start to heal. And sometimes it's just about talking to someone, you know, um, you know, telling someone else, a, a second person or a third party, exactly how you feel, exactly what you're going through. And that's the beginning steps to healing. So I'm a ladies and gentlemen, I'm a cut to a message from our sponsor. And then we're going to come back with some more technical information on the um, on dystymia and the characteristics. And then we're going to go into our clip and we're going to continue to bring mental health awareness. I love you all. I'll catch you soon. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sober is Dope podcast. Today's episode is part of a series we're doing on mental health. I really think that there's a really big connection between mental health and substance abuse addiction, mental health and overall health, and mental health and the quality of life. And I, and I just, if it's the worst thing to suffer with. Depression, sadness, anxiety, and mental health disorders are really tough and painful for the person that's experiencing these issues so you have my compassion my heart's open i i suffered from mental health issues um and i was really skilled at masking my sadness and depression my depression was more of a form of sadness like i was sad that i lost my girlfriend when i lost my girlfriends i was sad when i maybe lost a big a lot of money from a real estate deal i was pissed off as a young man and a and a, and a grow and a and an older gentleman when I because I lost my dad when I was young I was perpetually pissed at that because he was my best friend and I never talked about that to anyone my family and I we would always celebrate my dad dance light candles we all missed him we all love him we still deal with it today and I was just particularly just pissed off and that was part of my sadness um 
it was just many different things that led me on my road to um, of addiction and literally if I didn't start to just make changes and love myself I would have never been here today and I would not have been alive today so you know I just I'm very thankful to God I'm very thankful to my family and friends I'm very thankful to the state of New York because the Human Resource Administration in New York really did a great job at helping us, uh, at helping me and a lot of my friends that I knew in recovery really put the pieces of our lives back together from the ground up. So my addiction took me, for, you know, out of college, I was making a lot of money. I had a really good job and I was really doing well. And I, you know, my addiction took me from just a high place to a low place really fast. And, um, at the end of that tunnel, the only promise that alcohol gave me was poor health, poor mental health, uh, a bad liver and bankruptcy and no money and no options. So I literally can say from a firsthand experience that there's no promise that alcohol or drugs could ever give us that's real. In my spiritual world, we look at that as a thing from the devil. We look at it as a thing that's evil. We don't look at it as something that's promising in any way. I don't I don't advocate any positive benefits of doing drugs and alcohol. In my personal experience, I just would say this. Uh, if you're a person that could drink without any issues and you don't have any addiction issues, then that that's fine. This is this message is not particularly for you um, because it's not fair. We the Sober's Dope podcast. Um, we do promote a live and let live life. So I'm not trying to knock anyone's lifestyle choices. But um, for the ones for, for us that's really have struggled with addiction issues and we need to drink every day to feel better. And we self-medicate and we do drugs and alcohol to self-medicate because we're sad, depressed, and we're dealing with some form of mental health issue in the background. I think that that's just a recipe for disaster. So I'm definitely sharing my story and I just definitely want to encourage anyone out there to definitely, you know, don't go it alone. Don't suffer alone. So today we're talking, ladies and gentlemen, about the stymia which is classified um, as a mood disorder. And the DSM-5 recategorized the name from dysthymia to persistent depressive disorder. And it's part of a mood disorder, also considered a depressive disorder. Um, it, it, It constitutes a depressed mood for most of the day for more days than not as indicated by a subjective account or observation by others for at least two years so if you're someone that's been really in the dumps and really depressed and down for a minimum of two years or more and this means like you literally could go to work you literally you know seem normal but you really you know, may someone may have witnessed this. You know, you may be extremely irritable or seem a lot different than you used to be. You know, you know, sometimes people may, you know, ask you, how are you? Or are you sure you're OK? You just seem a little bit down. And we tend to say, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Just a little stressed out. Life is, you know, a lot. I'm very busy. A lot's going on. We're all very good at kind of deflecting. But the truth is, if you're really uh, if you're really suffering for a long period of time, this particular disorder can be something you're dealing with. Um, and um, for me, I literally know for a fact it was a, it was a year after year thing where i really wasn't happy and i wasn't living the life that i wanted to live the life that i really wanted to live was a life of spiritual alignment optimal health of monetary abundance and 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 happiness and being a, 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 in alignment with my spiritual spirituality feeling like i was in a good place with god and feeling like i was contributing con- contributing properly to society my family and my friends and i feel like i was living up to be the man that I, my father expected me to be 
my earthly father, heavenly father, and just living up to who I was supposed to be. And when I was depressed and sad and constantly drinking, I was totally not living up to that. And that led to chronic depression for me because I was upset with myself. And I had to stop the pity party and really start to do the work and address the issues that needed to be addressed in order to get to the next level. So that's for me. But for you, it may be something different. So let's really... On this episode, while you're listening today, if you know someone that may be struggling with long-term sadness or depression, you know, this episode could be for them. If you are someone that's struggling with sadness and depression and you don't know how where to put this these feelings and, you know, this episode is for you. And maybe, you know, the intention of this episode is to really start the dialogue and maybe to have some form of a breakthrough, even if that means that today is the first day that you call someone up that you love and say, hey, you know, I'm not sure, but lately I've been a little bit sad and I just want to talk to someone about it, you know, because depression and mental health is a real issue and we should not suffer alone. Um, presence while depressed of two or more of the following. If you're suffering from a poor appetite or overeating, this could this may be a symptom of dysthymia. Insomnia, meaning that you cannot sleep at all, you tend to stay up all night, or hypersomnia, meaning that um, you you tend to lay in bed all day. All you want to do is sleep past eight hours. You can sleep for eight hours, get up, and you just want to go back to bed. Um, for me, my depression was was crazy because. I used to drink at, when it really got bad. I, I knew I was so depressed and disappointed with myself that I used to drink a lot of hard liquor in the fastest amount of time as possible to knock me out again. So I would get up and within another within two hours, I would be knocked out again and I would be sleeping for another five or six hours and I would get up, drink two uh, hour and a half two hours knocked out again i did that consistently because i was uh hypersomnia i was a hypersomniac i didn't really want to i just need i i just literally needed to sleep i didn't want to be awake i just wanted to drink until i couldn't do anything and that was it and then i was always i would always wake up and i would always feel bad and um but i was always in the back of my mind trying to figure out a way out and I figured if I was sleeping, I wasn't hurting anyone. And it was just a sad cycle, man. I don't think anyone need, none of us need to go through that. And that's why it's very important that we talk about this. We deal with mental health. I mean, there's people out there who suffer from insomnia, hypersomnia, and they deal with that differently. A lot of us self-medicate a lot. And um, it's all unhealthy and it leads to a really bad place. And for me, it almost led to suicidal tendencies. And that was kind of when I got to the point where I said, nah, you know, this is too far removed from my comfort zone. This is not me. And I started to try to get the help. I don't want anyone to go too far off the deep end where you're you're hurting yourself. Um, So let's keep that in mind. Another symptom may be low self-esteem. Like you really feel down about yourself. You really feel bad. You know, no matter how pretty you get dressed or how nice you look, if you're a guy, you tend to just feel down. You know, you don't feel like 100%. You don't feel hot anymore. Um, This could, this, you know, low self-esteem is really a powerful um, issue. Poor concentration or difficulty making decisions. All right. If you struggle from concentrating or you're very indecisive, this can be a symptom of dysthymia, which is um, low stress, long term depressive disorder, Um, feelings of hopelessness. Like there's no way out. There's no there's no way I could really get through this. There's no way I could turn my life around. There's no hope. Why? If you if you're suffering with that and you're on that level, you know, this can be an issue that you may be dealing with. Um, During the two year period of the disturbance, the person has never been without symptoms from the above two criterias for more than two months at a time. So within the last two years, ask yourself, you know, have I been dealing with you know, have I had issues with overeating or poor eating? Where um, insomnia, hypersomnia was? Have I experienced low energy or fatigue? You know, am I dealing with um, low self-esteem? 
and um, poor concentration, difficulty making decisions or feelings of hopelessness. Um, during a two year period of that of dealing with your depression, um, you know, you want to make sure you've never been without these symptoms um, for more than two months at a time. So it's possible that, you know, you may have a period of two months where things may feel normal, but then, you know, you may, you can't get back to a place where, oh, you start experiencing these issues again. So sometimes we may feel like it's not long term because it may be short periods where you feel better. But if you find yourself gravitating back into these moods, then you may be suffering from dysthymia. Okay. Um, they also say that in this case, there has never been a manic episode, a mixed episode, or a hypomanic episode, and the criteria of cyclothymia has never been met. We'll address cyclothymia later. The disturbance is not due to the direct physiological effects of a substance, example, given a drug or a drug or abuse or medication or general medical condition. So meaning that if you're in most cases, this issue wouldn't be caused by an addiction. You know, it can lead to an addiction that's different. But, you know, generally being, you know, this would be like something that you're just naturally dealing with, you know, um, because you're naturally sad and depressed for some reason. Um, So keep that in mind. The symptoms cause clinically significant distress or impairment in important areas of functioning. All right. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, this disorder is extremely serious, and um, I just wanna—I just wanna really, you know, I—I I, I have to urge again to—I have to say this to you guys. I really wanna make sure you guys are really safe. I don't want anyone, you know, self-diagnosing them themselves and not seeking medical advice. This is just to give us kind of a blueprint and to shed light on the many different forms of mental illness out there. Like, you know, you have many forms of mental illness. So also, I want to say this. um, People report that nothing will get you excited with this type of disorder. Like you, you like if you like things that like, for example, if you used to get excited about watching a specific sport like you're a football person and you love football and out of nowhere you just lose interest and you don't care no more you just like I don't want to do that I don't care I don't care about anything screw my team I don't want to watch football or if you're a person that used to love ballet and you just fall out of it this can be another indication because people report that you know they would just fall out of love with things and they, they won't get excited about things that they really used to love and really used to like. And for me, that was the case when I was struggling. You know, I love martial arts. I love health. I love God. I love spirituality. I love food. You know, I love health. And none of those things used to get me excited. The only thing that got me excited was brandy, hard liquor, and beer. And the problem with that was that wasn't me. So people who knew me was like, it has to be something off with Pop because, you know, he was always a jubilant good guy, but he was always he's into health and all of this stuff and this stuff excites him. And as you as I recovered, ladies and gentlemen, and as you all know, part of the monk healing community, the sober dope community. I'm I, I'm really excited about health. I love it. You know, I'm, I'm reading the book by Dave Asprey now, Superhuman, um, um, the Bulletproof Diet. I got I have my book from Dr. Michael Greger, um, How Not to Die. You know, for my plant-based community, um, I'm just like really like studying health and nutrition. I'm into meditation. Um, I'm into you know I'm losing weight. I'm finding all of this energy, so I'm back to my original self, and now could be you know really. I- Honest with myself, and I can really get back to a safe place. Um, but it's important to state that most high-functioning people that's dealing with this form of high-functioning depression, you know, you really feel down for long periods of time. So just ask yourself: Am I someone who hasn't been myself for the last two years? 
you know, for the last two years, am I really down? Because the only person that can really answer these questions properly is you, and you have to be honest, all right? Another thing about um, most psychologists and most people in the medical community, they get frustrated because they say that dysthymia or um, persistent depressive disorder goes undiagnosed for years. And I think that's because most people who suffer from long-term depression, um, especially long-term low-grade depression, meaning that it's not categorized as a major form of depression, it kind of, you know, you're, you're able to high function. You know, most people who's really depressed in other categories can't go to work. They can't go to school. They can't function. You know, but a high-functioning depressive person, you know, you could, you, could, you could be the president of the United States and, you know, be suffering in secrecy and really not really know that you need to get a diagnosis. So kind of like be honest with yourselves and go get seek professional help. Um, and it's also hard to recognize the la- when was the last time you felt good. So it, it, it's hard to recognize the last period of time you felt good. So most people who suffer from dysthymia, you would ask them, well, when, when was the last time you felt good? And honestly, they could say, I don't remember. Someone else who's dealing with another form of depression could say, well, I remember feeling good at a period of time, maybe two years ago, three years ago, maybe two years ago when I was at that other job. I remember that was a happy moment. But someone who may be dealing with this low grade, long term, persistent depressive disorder, they may say, I can't remember when the last time I was really happy. I can't remember the last time I wasn't sad or depressed. So keep that in mind. You may kind of, there may be some issues with, um, recollection, um, with this type of disorder. Um, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm going to leave you there. That's all my notes. All right. If you're out there and you're someone that feels like you have a low-hanging cloud over your head and lately you've been very negative, um, you feel like, you know, you can't function and you're just upset with life and you're kind of angry and frustrated, this disorder could definitely be something that you're suffering with. If you notice these symptoms are present in someone's life that you love, definitely try to get them the help that they need or maybe make a kind suggestion that they see a mental health professional some um real quick real quick i want to go over a few more notes um another a one again if you have a loss of interest which they call anhedonia that's a term anhedonia loss of interest for things you used to like this could be something um that you're suffering with like we spoke about loss of appetite loss of sleep or wanting to sleep all day and now this is important and for kids dysthymia or persistent depressive disorder or high functioning depression it may manifest a little bit differently so for adults it may manifest as loss of interest loss of appetite lack of sleep and stuff but in children it manifests as chronic irritability and symptoms that may mimic or look like adhd and the child, which anyone under 18 is considered a child, they may say things like, I'm just frustrated, I'm just frustrated. And they may be having really um, symptoms of irritability and anger at school. They may be getting into fights. They may be a lot more disruptive and aggressive. And they may use the term, I'm frustrated, I'm angry, and I don't know why, or just leave me alone, or I'm fine. And they may, you know, for, so for parents out there and family who has young teenagers and kids and maybe younger, you know, to a kid, um, people in their adolescent age, if you're 18 years and under, you know, the, you may, you can't also suffer from persistent depressive disorder. Um, you may, you can also be a high functioning depressive, the, the, you may be suffering from high functioning depression and you can be, um, suffering from dysthymia. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut to a few motivational clips and then we're going to go to the seven signs of high functioning depression and we're going to wrap this episode. I love you guys. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. You're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. Remember, we do not have to go it alone when dealing with recovery or addiction. We don't have to go it alone when dealing with mental health and depression and sadness. And we can, ladies and gentlemen, 
heal. We can get the help that we need. All right. If you're suffering from depression, start. It starts with you being honest with yourself, um, communicating it to someone you love, seeking medical attention, looking into medication as an option, looking into other forms of therapy. All right. I'm gonna. The, we, we we all here at the Sobers Dope community. We have many members who suffer with mental health issues, including myself. And this is Mental Health Awareness Month. I wanna I wanna recategorize that as Mental Health Awareness Year. Let's close out 2019. We're doing everything we can to bring as much light to mental health awareness as possible. Cause too many people I love are suffering from this, and it, and it makes me sad to see other people sad. Um, and I think it's a stigma there, and I think it's not enough realistic people talking about this and i think a lot of people are trying now when it's it's getting into the popular audience and it's you know people are starting to really talk about this but i really want to be i want to join the fight i'm on the front lines with you guys and i just literally like if you're out there and you're sad man do not suffer by yourself because you're not alone and that's the one thing I didn't say yet. You're not alone. There's millions of us. You're a human being. We're on the planet of Earth. We're in the middle of the Milky Way, floating at the speed of light. Things happen. We lose friends. Friends die. Loved ones die. People may break up with you. You know, you may not understand how you, you you know what's going on with you chemically you know we're biological creatures we change we have hormones you know environmental factors can lead to depression you know the things that we use the products that we inhale the products that we put on our skin the foods that we eat you know gmos there's links between gmos Glyphosate, the, the pesticide that's on our vegetables, leading to some form of depression. There's, there's, there's information out there. The, the your environment can dictate your epigenetic expression. So your thoughts, the thoughts that you use, how you think about yourself, how you perceive the world, you know, um, your relationships, the people around you, you know, are you, you know, what you're smoking, what you're drinking, what you're thinking, the inputs and the outputs. It all goes in cohesively together. It comes together and it leads us to either be happy or not, healthy or not, and we can't adjust to make radical changes in the now to get to the next level so you're not alone right so if you're suffering from depression this is a good start now another thing i want to say before i go you can find me on instagram at pop buchanan at sober is dope and at monk healing that's the same thing for twitter right you could go to popbuchanan.net find out more information about me personally all right, and you could go. You could find me on iTunes, Spotify, any place that podcast. Just Google Sober is dope. I'm everywhere. Reach out to me if you're suffering from mental um, illness, depression, or sadness, because I'll listen to you and we can start there. Right. So if you don't know anyone else that you can sh- um, really express your emotions to, try pop. You know, just say, hey, Pop, I heard your podcast and I think I'm suffering and I just want to tell you what I'm going through. I'll listen. I'll read. I'll read whatever you send me. And then maybe we could work on a plan together. Maybe we could, you know, figure out a course of action. But don't suffer alone. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Again, I love you all. I'll catch you soon. Many psychologists associate high-functioning depression with persistent depressive disorder, which is a prolonged state of depression. Those with high-functioning depression may not feel as helpless as those with clinical depression, but their depression does affect tremendously their quality of life. It minimizes their interest in everything, including social events with friends and family. High-functioning depressives will go to school or work and socialize when necessary, but once they're done with their responsibilities, they'll withdraw themselves. Here are seven signs you may have high-functioning depression. Number one, you're concerned with time. Although you're achieving your goals and completing all your tasks, you feel like you're wasting your time. Even if you find a new hobby or job, it still feels like a fool's errand, and you wonder if all the time you're investing into such activities are worth it. Number two, you constantly criticize yourself. Because you feel like you're not achieving much, you criticize yourself. Your expectations are too high, so you push yourself to the limit, affecting your state of mind. Number 3. You overthink. It doesn't matter if a situation is big or small, 
you'll find yourself overthinking it and eventually breaking down. Number four, you feel misunderstood. Since most high-functioning depressives can maintain a job, a house, and their responsibilities, people underestimate how much anguish they're going through, minimizing their feelings simply because they don't act like the typical depressed person. Number five, you feel saddened. It's normal to feel sad from time to time, but if you're sad or numb most of the time, even while participating in fun activities, you may be suffering from high-functioning depression. Number six, you have unhealthy coping strategies. Since you overwork yourself, you may lean towards drugs or alcohol to deal with stressful situations. Many high-functioning depressives turn to self-destructive habits to clear their minds. Number seven, you have excessive pastimes. Along with any unhealthy coping habits you have, you may also find yourself constantly gaming or binge-watching TV series, among other things. Although these activities seem normal, the problem is you're actually using them to escape reality. High-functioning depression is difficult to notice because those who suffer from it are still able to continue with their responsibilities. Since they don't act like the typical depressive person, they believe that they're truly okay. But in reality, it's not okay to live life feeling numb, sad, and constantly criticizing yourself. If you do have high-functioning depression, try to find the root of it. Only by doing so can you truly live happily. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I want to thank Psych2Go for that excellent summary of seven signs that you may be dealing with high functioning depression. So before I let you guys go, I just want to thank you all for your patience. I want to thank everyone in the Sopas Dope universe. I want to send a special shout out to my friend Tanasia and her company Protect Your Mental and once I get a link from her, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna add it to the show notes. Um, this is a, a young lady who has been very vocal about her mental health, and she's put herself out there and she put herself on the front line, and she's bringing awareness to mental health in a very creative way, and she's using herself as an example. So, um, you know, she's like family to us. We call her Tiny, but to the world, they know her as Tanasia. Tanasia, thank you for your work in the mental health field, and we wish you luck on your mental health journey. And I love your company, Protect Your Mental, I think is very clever. And ladies and gentlemen, I urge you to protect your mental. And I will add her company so you can pick up some of her shirts to the show notes. I would like to also thank my friend Erica. Um, Erica, we recently met um, on Instagram. You reached out to me. So if you're listening to this, I know you overcame a lot of mental health issues. And your story is very, 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 very important to me. And it gave me inspiration. So I just wanted to thank you. Like I tell you online, you're a goddess. Keep it good work up. And um, I can't wait to share your story on this mental health series. And um, we're good. we got a lot of work to do. Shout out to everyone in the Sopa's Dope Universe. Thank you for everyone who recently left the really beautiful... Um, reviews on itunes i love every one of you guys so if you have an iphone out there ladies and gentlemen please leave a review for the soap is dope podcast it helps us get in front of more people it helps our visibility so we can help more people so moving along here's some creative ways ladies and gentlemen you, you could cope with um being having high function no depression so if you are suffering and any of these things in this podcast remind you of yourself please you know here we go first thing i want to say is don't sleep on getting medical help and i want you all if you are struggling to seek proper medical advice don't use anything that I'm saying here as a replacement for actual expert advice. So try to find, go to your lo physician, your local physician, um, whoever your doctor is, and try to have them prescribe, uh, um, prescribe and recommend an actual uh, um, psychotherapist or someone that could actually help you. All right. So that that being said, that's very, very important. Secondly, I would like to say that 
Medication is extremely important. Okay, pharmacotherapy is extremely important because sometimes we can use pharmacotherapy and medication in conjunction with behavioral-based psychotherapy and cognitive behavioral therapy. So, you know, therapists are very important. Um, You know, in my case, being able to go to group, having a therapist, having a psychiatrist, being able to take medication for that little six months really got me back on track. So I, I recommend that you look into those avenues also. Another thing that can help, ladies and gentlemen, is get organized, okay? So for people like us who are high functional, who get depressed, we tend to be very forgetful and we tend to not to be able to remember dates and sometimes appointments and, you know, that can be an issue for us. So getting organized kind of help us structure our lives. So I, I, I urge you guys to write everything down. Write everything down. Make an agenda for yourself. Write down important dates. When's your appointment? When's your next car oil change? When do you have to go back to the dentist? When's your next doctor's appointment? Um, weekly agendas, you know, monthly agen- agendas, you know, when, when when specific bills need to be paid. You know, get organized, all right? And write everything down. Make yourself an agenda. And that could really help you get ahead of you know, the forgetfulness and stuff like that. Um, also, home organization is very important. Extra clutter interferes with, you know, our general organization goals. So put things in its respective place, you know, really organize your bedrooms, you know, make sure your shoes are in the proper place, put your t-shirts in the t-shirt drawers, you know, your underwear where they supposed to be, hang up all your jackets, your coats, make sure there's no extra clutter, give away things that you don't need, declutter your space because there's a correlation between the clutter in your mind and the clutter in your environment. So by clearing out a lot of junk, you will feel more free and more uh, more energized to be able to express yourself. So get rid of a lot of a clutter. Clean up, give away your junk, start over, you know, and get organized. All right? Um, another way that... Another thing that can help is socialization and hobbies, okay? Being high functionally depressed, we tend to isolate ourselves. So isolation is a real issue. One way to get over this is find something that you're passionate about and take a class in it. So let's say you're interested in boxing. Take a boxing class. You're going to be learning something new while you're meeting new people. And that's for anything. I mean, if it's martial arts, take a martial arts class. If it's painting, drawing, singing, dancing, anything that may pique your interest and may bring curiosity and creativity back in your life. Try to take a class, socialize more, you know, call up your friends. Um, in my case, I'm naturally isolated. I'm naturally reclusive. That's my nature. But I have to really force myself to be social. I really do. And I have to work on it. So I'm going to take my own advice and call up some of my best friends. I have so many best friends. I have so many people that love me and I love them. But I have to stop being a little hermit and start going out and seeing people more. And I urge you to Um, self-care. All right. Dealing with high functional depression, we tend to have zero energy at times or be very drained. All right. Um, So I would say self-care is really paramount for me. Okay, believe it or not, getting sleep. I say it again and again. I'm a high proponent for optimal sleep habits get sleep all right ladies and gentlemen drink a lot of water studies show that proper hydration can help with brain health okay one advice i would have is um you know high looking into a high fat diet all right um look into the book bulletproof diet by dave asprey um that book will give you a lot of real bang for your buck as far as mental health and diet and nutrition because 
there are um, a lot of reports that a high fat diet can help with brain health because our brain is mostly fat and it, and you know so a lot of hydration a lot of healthy fats can help with our, our brain power and our brain health all right reducing sugar also and glucose can also help with reduce symptoms of depression this is also something you guys could go online and research all right so by minimizing your sugar and getting healthier and drinking more water and increase in healthy fats, you kind of reverse some of the negative effects of poor eating habits and you could kind of bring back, you know, you give some energy to your mitochondria and your cellular environment, all right? So we are, our mitochondria gives ATP power and uh, um, ATP is what powers our mitochondria and fat helps the energy and blah, blah, blah. So ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm not going to turn this into a nutrition course, but this helped me. You know, I have my Bulletproof coffee. I have a lot of avocado. I, I eat a lot of coconut oil. I exercise. I drink a lot of water. I'm mainly plant-based. I eat a lot of beans and green vegetables and my mood overnight changes. Okay. Then, so that's my thing. Also, use an alarm clock so you could get into a regular sleep pattern. So you want to aim to go to sleep at the same time every night and, and to wake up at the same time every morning and you want to kind of stick to a consistent schedule of sleep and that will help your overall mood, okay? Watch out for distractions because we tend to, you know... No, I don't mean watch. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm saying watch out for overthinking. Okay, so how we counter overthinking is by finding creative ways to create distractions. So what does that mean? Sometimes we have to get out of our heads, ladies and gentlemen. So I urge you to take long walks. You know, find a bunch of different hobbies. You know, find a bunch of things you could do. Start a podcast about anything. It could be a a subject that you love. Start a blog. You know, create something. Start a side business. Uh, um, There's a term that we use that we use in our sobriety that um, busy tames the beast. Busy tames the beast. Busy tames the beast. So idle mind is a devil's playground, right? So busy tames the beast. So. You know, if you stay busy and you stay distracted from your own mind and overthinking, it can help it can help create another dimension in your health and your mental health and make your life a little bit more easy, okay? Um, I, lastly, um, exercise, ladies and gentlemen, we all know this, okay? So I will, you know, lift a little bit of weights, walk um, every day after you eat, you know, do a little light jogging, a little crunches, um, if if you if you if you want to do something less less intense but still beneficial, study some Tai Chi, study some Qigong, study some yoga, get into meditation, get into breathing practices. Just create different things. I would say use all of these tools as one big form of therapy in conjunction with seeing your doctor and getting the proper medication that you may need. Also, smart supplementation, ladies and gentlemen, this is very important. We all should be taking our daily requirement of vitamins and supplements to help with our overall mental health. So everyone should be taking a good, healthy, a good, high quality multivitamin, okay? The company Pure, P-U-R-E, Pure Encapsulations, they have a very good one-day multivitamin okay so look into that Uh, me I I find that if I take a certain level of vitamin D and um, omega-3 fish oil with EPA and DHA um, that tends to help me out a lot too also taking zinc tends to help it helps with my nervous system and rebuilding my nervous system and making me stronger on the inside and just being mindful of your base vitamins the B vitamins B complex making sure you have enough iron so look Get a blood test. Ask the doctor to give you a full battery and see where you may be deficient. Sometimes we're deficient in some vital minerals and nutrients that may be the X factor in our mental health, all right? Um, But also always consult with a physician before making any drastic health changes to your life and diet. Um, Also, we urge you to have a good rapport with your doctor, okay? Because your doctor, if he understands your diet he understands your health needs he understands your blood he your blood work you know he could recommend you with the right 
psychotherapist. So you want a good rapport with your doctor. Yeah, that doctor should have a good rapport with your psychotherapist so they can communicate effectively back and forth so you can have a real good chance of having a better diagnosis, right? Lastly, and I always say lastly, so forgive me, I'm long-winded. Greater self-awareness, self-understanding, and flexibility of thinking is very important. All right, statistics show that having greater self-awareness of yourself, your likes, your dislikes, what makes you tick, what doesn't, it helps goes along. It help go a long way. All right, and um, so definitely keep that in mind, and ladies and gentlemen, because this is very important. Some other things, um, proactively manage your stress. We talked about that. Practice yoga and meditation, counseling and therapy. We know that's paramount. That's at the top of our list. Stay socially engaged. Eat to support your mental health. A correct diet can make all the difference on your mental health. Find what works for you and live a balanced lifestyle. Um, Using aromatherapy. So what I've been using lately, because there is a study for... um, heightened brain activity if you use the essential oil cypress it smells like pine so if you're not around a lot of pine trees and you can't spend more time in nature this kind of tricks your brain and makes you and puts you in nature so when i'm in my car i spray the essential oil cypress and it reminds me of walking in a pine forest and we know walking in a pine forest or walking outside in nature and being a lot around a lot of trees helps our mental health and our oxygenation and stuff like that so that's a little biohack peppermint lavender cypress um these essential oils are um, has been known to decrease depression in a lot of ways. Okay, um, nutri- um, nutrients and herbs. You know, check your local physician, check your ho- local homeopathy, um, your your doc, your, na- your your medicine doctor, and try to get herbs and stuff that help support your overall health, ladies and gentlemen. And last but not least, make sure you get a good behavioral based psychotherapist, a cognitive behavioral psychotherapist. Don't sleep on talk talk therapy groups, uh, pharma pharmacotherapy. Um, if you put use all of these in conjunction, um, they can help. They can help target symptoms of depression and high function and depression. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's my take. And these are the tools that I think we could use to cope. These are the tools that I use. And I hope they can work for you. I love you all. All right. This is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental Health Awareness Year. So the Sober Though podcast is making mental health awareness a thing for the rest of the year, going all the way to the end of 2020. This is what we're going to do. We're going to work on this subject together. Anyone that comes across this podcast, we are going to work on this together. I don't care what it takes. I put some um, links in the show notes to hotlines that you could call. Check out our episode about suicide prevention and suicide prevention awareness. We have a bunch of um, um, resources in there. If you're suffering from depression and possible suicide, we want everyone to live. We want everyone to make it. I'm your host, Pop Buchanan. You're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. I love you all. Let's heal together and let's put our mental health first. I love you so much. I'll catch you on the other side.